the one person we have probably talked to more than any other, with the possible exception of the mayor, is the Sangamon County Director of Public Health, Gail O'Neill, who I know was not expecting to become a radio star when she signed on for this gig a couple of years ago. But we have, uh, at every step along the way, appreciated her availability, her candor, her knowledge, her expertise, as we have all gone through a pandemic together. Today may be the happiest conversation we've had with Gail in that 15 months because we are on the brink of a full reopening slated to happen Friday. And with that news looming, we welcome back to the program the Sangamon County Director of Public Health, Gail O'Neill. Gail, as always, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you, Jim, for your time. Well, it is uh, exciting to think about a full reopening and capacity limits being lifted. A lot of things coming back that we haven't been able to do for well over a year. But I got to ask, does this mean the pandemic's over? We're all good to go? Well, that's the part that's not so exciting. It's better. But we can't forget all the public health part of it still. We, you know, we still need to strive to get everybody that's eligible vaccinated or an awful lot of them. And uh, if people aren't vaccinated, they still need to wear masks indoors just so we don't end up with a with a spread or some people being seriously ill. The vaccine has proven to help make, you know, help people not be as sick if they get sick and has greatly reduced the number of deaths that we're seeing from COVID. So those are two good things. But. Yeah, it's a it's a much better conversation for us to have today, Jim. You're correct. You know, it's um, uh, it's been really exciting in the last few days. We had seen day after day where we were in single digits for cases countywide. A couple of days in there, one case or zero new cases. I think we had on Monday no new cases, uh, and that was boy something we just haven't seen for a long, long time here locally. Then today I saw we had 11 cases again. Now compared to where we were two, three months ago, compared to where we were back. Back in January, back in December, that's obviously a huge improvement. But is it a bit of a red flag when we had been down at three cases, two cases, no cases? Now we're back in double digits, and you look around and you're seeing, you know, hardly anybody wearing masks now. Uh, do, does it give you any kind of pause? It does. It does. I saw the eleven. Nuts, because we were doing so good, it was almost too good to be true. Maybe it's still an anomaly, but it. It is a good reminder that the virus is still around and there's still people that can be sick. 11 is a lot better than we had before, but not going in the right direction for us to feel totally safe. As you mentioned, uh, masks still a really good idea if you're not fully vaccinated. And that's more than half the county still. Only about 45 percent of Sangamon County is fully vaccinated at this point. And yet uh, I guarantee I'm not seeing 55 percent of people in public establishments wearing masks uh, in these last couple of weeks. It seems like everybody has just decided they've had enough of the masks. Very few people still with them on. So, you know, just again. Again, um, for those who are fully vaccinated, for those who are not yet vaccinated, just walk through again what's really the, the best practice here. We know what the CDC has said, but in terms of the, the best ability to protect yourself and protect family members, maybe children who can't yet get vaccinated, what should people be doing? That, that's the, the important part to remember. So thanks, Jim. The, the masks are still important. They've obviously turned out to be a good tool as much as we hated them in the beginning. There was very few colds and not any flu hard to speak of this year. So the masks do work um, for helping us, you know, either remember to wash our hands or to, you know, not and sneeze and cough safely. So 
you know, there are a lot of people, the younger kids right now, anybody under 12 can't be vaccinated. There's a lot of families with 12 and unders in them. And there's, there's senior citizens and people with weakened immune systems in every family, it seems, these days with cancers and other uh, chronic illnesses. And we need to remember to protect them. Um, so, you know, if you're going into a crowded area, even if you're fully vaccinated, if you might consider that if you have loved ones, just put the mask on, you know, put the mask on. If you know that there's somebody in a group you're sitting with, you know, I think that's, that's something we're going to see some people thinking about. Um, outdoors, it's a little safer to not wear a mask and be unvaccinated. But indoors and in crowds, it's, it's still the best practice to um, wear masks in any healthcare setting. Everybody, you're going to see that in the hospitals and the healthcare facilities that vaccinated or not, you're going to be expected to wear a mask. And some businesses can choose to, to have everybody masked. Um, you know, even though you're vaccinated um, and you can go around, you just need to think about the other people and put the mask on. Talking with Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill. And Gail, one of the most eye-popping local statistics that I've seen has to do with the, the number of daily vaccination doses. Back in March, we were up to nearly 2,000 doses a day being administered just here in Sangamon County. Uh, I meant to check the numbers today, and I, I didn't get to it, but I did look earlier this week, and it was just a little bit over 400. So, you know, uh, less than 25% of where we were a couple of months ago in terms of daily doses. And again, more than half the county is still not yet fully vaccinated. So do, do you have a sense as to where the vaccine resistance is? Who is it that is is holding out and not getting uh, a vaccine that is readily available and that uh, experts tell us is safe and effective? There seems to be, you know, the, um, the older 20s, 30s, the 40s and 50s still have quite a few people in those age groups that are not um you know, interested or not prepared to be vaccinated yet. Now, we're hoping if some of them bring their children so they don't have to worry about them being quarantined and isolated during school and have them protected the 12 and up, maybe they'll both come and vaccinate together, mom, dad, and the kids. But um, those are the age groups that are, you know, most reluctant. And we, um, you know, really hope that they consider and, and maybe they can ask their doctors if they uh, have questions about the vaccine and go ahead and do that. Those are the groups we're most concerned about right now. How about uh, the the outreach that's been going on really since the beginning of this, trying to get uh, the minority community, uh, people who have had a longstanding uh, mistrust, perhaps, of the, the medical establishment because it hasn't always served them well in the past? Uh, is that outreach going better? Are we seeing those numbers coming up? We're starting to see those numbers coming up, and there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of different groups providing the the um, vaccination clinics in the, in the churches and in the community groups. Heck, I've offered to come to parties in neighborhoods if they have about 10 or 15 people that would want to be vaccinated. You know, we do have the availability to have the Johnson & Johnson vaccine um, available uh, for people if they just get the courage up to vaccinate and just want one and to be done with it. So we're trying to get it out everywhere and put out messages that might convince people to, you know, consider the vaccine. Yeah, the the Johnson and Johnson. It seems like we saw the big drop off in the vaccination rate at around the time the temporary pause in the Johnson and Johnson vaccine was put in place because they'd had that handful of cases of blood clots in women who had received that vaccine. Uh, has that been a, a tough hurdle to overcome and to kind of rebuild trust in that specific vaccine? And has it damaged trust in the vaccine in general? I think it did cause a little bit of a pause there with that. Um, we're starting to see more, you know, more people uh, 
ask for the Johnson & Johnson, so we do take it with us when we're going to the outbound sites. We've got Pfizer that's going, so it can do all ages, and the Johnson & Johnson, if that's something that, you know, we could encourage someone to take. But I think it just kind of shook people's, um, you know, shook their confidence a little bit. And But the information coming back, I think they've been very transparent. So it's, it is a matter of trust again, and, and there are people that don't trust the medical community, you know, for lots of reasons. But um, we're hoping to have with all these different methods and groups, you know, providing vaccine and trying to have doctors have vaccine in their offices that we can answer those questions and um, have those people consider being vaccinated. I think it's a really important point you made about the transparency in this. The minute there was an indication of any kind of problem, and again, you're talking about a handful of cases out of you know, millions of doses that have been administered, uh, but there was a public announcement, there was a, a public pause in the use of that specific vaccine uh, and very open uh, discussion about what was going on there, which makes it all the more surprising. You still see people buying into some of this wild misinformation about the vaccine. So I got to ask you, has the county health department had any reports of people turning into human magnets after getting vaccinated or, or being able to make 5G calls without a phone after they've received the no. vaccine? Because these are some <laughs> of the things that are out. I mean, I'm sure you've seen some of this of yes, uh, supposed yes. uh, medical professionals making all of these just ludicrous claims about it. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. And I don't know where there's any, you know, there. I guess you can make statistics say what you want. But <laughs> to our knowledge, None of that's happening, and I think it would be uh, something to see if it was true. Well, I, I feel confident you'd let us know if that was, in fact, the I case, would. so I, I do appreciate Absolutely. that. Uh, Gail O'Neill, Sangamon County Public Health Director. Uh, big news coming out in the last uh, day was the announcement that the Sangamon County Fair will be offering free admission uh, to those of us who are fully vaccinated, and I hope I will get the chance to uh, to take advantage of that. Uh, do you know what where that idea uh, originated? I think it's a great idea, but where that uh, originated from? And will we see more uh, of those sorts of, you know, benefits or extra consideration for people who have taken that uh, step for the good of the public health to get the vaccine? Well, you know, as a county, we've been working really hard to get everyone vaccinated. And then um, part of the plan for the county to celebrate its bicentennial year, which is this year, so 200 years of Sangamon County. Um, So with the reopening and the timing of the fair, it kind of all came together and uh, the county is trying to give back to, you know, to the fair and to the people who go, but also to recognize those who've been vaccinated and give them another opportunity if they haven't to get vaccinated on the fairgrounds and get their entry fee reimbursed. Uh, uh, conversely, in, in addition to the, uh, you know, the carrot approach of saying, hey, here's an extra benefit for you if you get vaccinated, uh, do businesses have the option of using more of the stick approach and saying, we, we don't want you here if you're not vaccinated? Could concerts keep people out if they can't show proof of vaccination? Is that something they can do? Is there any move to do that that you're aware of? Um, I haven't heard that luckily, but they can. I heard of some businesses, not locally, I think I heard on the radio the other morning, about, you know, that people were no longer going to hire people unless they had been vaccinated. Um, I know healthcare facilities often, um, you know, at flu season require that all their staff are vaccinated with flu. They won't do that with, with COVID right now um, because it's still under the emergency use authorization. But I think we'll see that as time goes by. But um, I assume that businesses could you know, require their employees to vaccinate or not hire any that aren't. 
We're going to have a lot of kids in summer school this year, more than usual. And, of course, District 186 is uh, planning, and I'm assuming most districts are locally, planning to have students back in classrooms five days a week uh, for the, the fall semester. How closely are you working with school districts, and how confident are you that that's a plan that will be able to be carried out safely? I think it's it's a good plan. I think they've you know the schools have worked really hard during the last year, and the Illinois State Board of Education said you will have in, in school um, classes this year. So um, there's there's not much question, if at all possible, unless something changes, that the schools will do everything they can to keep the kids safe in school. Now they'll be masking as we know it right now, as um, so kids will still be required to wear masks because they may be sitting closer than six feet together. Outside, they may not have to wear them. Um, so, yeah, there will be some restrictions as far as masks and um, quarantine um, would go down. I mean, people that kids that have been vaccinated wouldn't be quarantined as often, if at all, um, because they had been vaccinated as they went through last year. So masks will still be around. Um, testing will still be around because this, the school environment is where a lot of kids school and the after school activities is where a lot of kids got infected toward the end of this year. So I think they want to change that starting out the next school year. Gail, we saved the uh, the best part of this for last, and you uh, you gave us the information last week. We were able to let people know uh, as soon as we heard about it. But in addition to everything else that's reopening on Friday, karaoke can now come back here in Sangamon County. Now, is there any chance I could get you to do a policy where it's like you can only do karaoke if you're fully vaccinated? Because that way I'll get more turns at, at karaoke <laughs> night. If, uh, if That's true. You're, you're only allowed to do karaoke. Well, you're supposed to wear a mask if you're unvaccinated. So I don't know who's going to be the max mask. <laughs> the mask <masked> singer. <laughs> <laughs> the mask singer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like I like that. So, that could be a great promotion, actually. But to, there you so go. so yeah, I still should have a mask on if you are uh, not fully vaccinated. But if you're fully vaccinated, man, it's time to uh, to to crank up the the night Chicago died or uh, you know ballroom yeah. blitz or something and show them what uh, what they've got. And uh, well, it's, yeah. it's it's exciting times. Uh, what what do you and your staff do now? You have been going just uh, you know. On on all cylinders for 15 months now with this. Uh, does it let up a little bit now, do you think? Or, or what had does life start to slowly return to normal for the public health department? It, well, we're still operating seven days a week with our drive-through facility, but we have shortened the hours because we're not as busy. We don't want to, you know, miss an opportunity for someone, but we've, you know, we're still doing that, but it is a whole lot slower and we're kind of like, this is kind of eerie. <laughs> we're not used to this. Yeah. And actually take a day off from time to time. And, you know, our staff's been great through all of this and worked wherever is needed. We have a lot of, you know, outbound clinics going on, and we still do have the facility at the fairgrounds and the one here. So we're starting to wind down a little bit, but we're ready to gear back up if necessary. Well, um, don't let you know, these folks we, get bored. You know, get out there and get your yeah. vaccination. Keep them busy there at the <laughs> Sangamon County Public Health Department. Yes, O'Neill, we're out of time. Listen, appreciate it okay. very much. And again, if people, you know, wa- or want to get the vaccine, they can still go to the uh, health department's website, get an appointment there, yep. and uh, use to have walk-in capability uh, still. Yep. Just, yep, make an appointment or just come on in. Very good. Gail O'Neill, Public Health Director, as always, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Bye-bye.